0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. You may see that it is a different set from what you've maybe seen before. What I'm here to tell you guys is there are some big changes happening for this episode and probably only this episode. But here it is. The news I'm going to deliver to your ears. I'm going to be stretching while I do this podcast. Why? Because I feel like it. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. That's what it's like being on YouTube, everyone. Get on YouTube. You can film whatever life you choose. Any life you choose, look around, man. Everyone's living their own lives that they chose on film. Welcome to probably the YouTube edition because I haven't really uploaded a whole lot of the audio-only versions. I just keep forgetting. I just keep forgetting. I'll try to remember, folks. Man, oh man, what a busy life it is, though. A busy little life where I, you know, you you gotta do what you gotta fucking do. So, I'm gonna open you guys up with a, a thought. Um, but first off, if you want to join me in these stretches, I'll let you know that right now I have my back toes engaged and I'm just sitting on my knees and stretching out the bottoms of my feet. Feels nice. It's really intense. So, if you want to join me doing these stretches, feel free. If not, man or woman or anything else, that's your life. You can do whatever you choose. For example, I've chosen to have a loaf of pumpkin bread here. Check it out. A whole loaf of pumpkin bread. It's like banana bread, but instead they make it with pumpkins, which I believe is actually a superior ingredient to banana. Gotta say what you gotta say. And that's what I'm That's what I'm here to do. I'm here to say things. I'm here to make you think. I'm here to make you stretch, I guess, today. Yeah, I guess we're stretching today. So now from this stretch, what we're going to do is we're going to break into a sideways lunge. Oh boy, a little sideways lunge. Some things I like to focus on when I'm doing this sideways lunge is keeping my hips straight, keeping them in line with each other. Um, and then I try to keep my knee behind my foot because it creates better leverage on the area I'm trying to stretch. Check it out. Oh, catch me, catch me moving around, moving around a little bit. Yes. I'm here to make you think about something. I'm here to plant a seed in your mind with the next word I have to say now. Lunch world. Think about it. Where does your mind go when I say lunch world? Okay, lunch is the half point of the day where you eat the things probably at 12, sun's highest in the sky, right? Those are the things you think of when I say lunch, I think, I don't know, maybe you think of different things, and when I say world, we imagine the planet we live on, we imagine an entire existence, where everything is somewhat unified, or else it wouldn't be on the planet. And then even then, there is some form of unification to the universe. It's called intelligent design. Look it up in a Bible, dickwad. Well, don't know where I went there. Now we've talked about lunch world for long enough. Here's what I think. In a world where everything is lunch. You wanted a steak for your lunch? No, sir. You're gonna be getting ham and cheese. Dun dun dun! Welcome to lunch world. That's what comes to mind when I hear lunch world. A place where not every food can be eaten, right? Who eats steak for lunch? I dunno. It's a weird kind of meal kind of meal i prefer to have steak for dinner but in lunch world you don't get a choice you only get like lunch style foods like jello cups and like (laughs) that really really ages me (laughs) what did people eat when i was in lunch (laughs) what did people eat during lunch when i was in young school what did the people around you eat I always felt like people brought better lunches to school than I did. (laughs) My My dad actually gave me some dope lunches. Like, he hooked my brother and I up with these thermoses. And he would put, like, hot dogs in them. And we could just, like, make hot dogs for ourselves at lunch. Pretty dope, honestly. Damn. That's a solid move by the father, you know? He's like, damn. Okay, so what do these kids eat? Not much. My brother and I were picky eaters. So, he just went... I'll give them hot dogs for lunch. <laughs> I remember people around me had like jello cups and like, I don't remember a whole lot of healthy food, honestly. Maybe some kids brought cheese to school, but for the most part, it was just like sugar shit. That's what I remember at least. Is that some form of latent sugar addiction? By the way, this leg that I'm stretching out right now, I accidentally dropped into a full side split today doing a line, a parkour line, um, midair. I kept my legs open for too long and I hit the ground and the ground was very slippery. So I expected to be split footed in the air, land on one foot and have the other one come down. But instead, the foot that was supposed to land on the ground slid across the ground and missed it entirely. Therefore, I dropped into a full fucking split. (laughs) And dude, it hurt dude, it made me feel sick. It made me feel, <laughs> it was such, I like landed it and I, I got up and I was like, mm, I feel sick. <laughs> it was just that level of catastrophic falling. But that's why I am somewhat resistant to this stretch. It's probably why I need to exist in it, exist in the stretching form get acquainted with these physical forms once again. Have you become acquainted with your physical form? Is there an egg around the corner? This is where things stop making sense. And you hop into the space shuttle, and what are they giving you for lunch? Chicken nuggets. Uh, uh, jello shots. Uh, uh, celery sticks. You don't want that for lunch. What you need is a nutritional meal for the children to, to eat and laugh, right? They, get, they, they run around, and, and what do kids do more than anybody else in the whole world? Laugh. Maybe that was a sugar executive talking. Maybe the sugar executive, the person who owns all of the sugar in the world, has infiltrated scientific studies making sugar seem okay and passable in modern food. I forget how the Coca-Cola... No, it was the sugar It was the sugar thing. Soda industry, I don't know. Fuck, <laughs> I lost the train of thought on that one. Basically, some kind of sugar infiltration of our society. And before, before sugar, there was a time before sugar, by the way, people just wouldn't eat things with sugar. Did I lose you for a sec? Here, I'm going to help you back in. There was a time when people ate things without sugar in them, as far as we know. So what where did where did the idea of sugar come from? Was someone just like, we need to have a lot of sweet shit in society? The thing is, the sweet shit, it fucks you up. Spicy shit, kinda, not really. Sour things, kinda, not really. But sweet things? The fuck you up, man? That's why you should eat vegetables, man. Listen to me. I'm lecturing you. I'm a cop who's come to your school to teach you about drugs and how if you do 17 drugs in one night, you will definitely have bugs in your skin, you will crash your car, and you will not be able to get a steady job. That's my impression of DARE. D-A-R-E. Drugs are... regional regionally exploitive drugs are regionally exploitive that's what i think dare stands for what does it actually stand for i don't know what do things stand for these days (sighs) what does anyone stand for something got me thinking today i forget what it was exactly but i was curious what kind of cop interactions i've had in my life um, for example, I do things, I do a lot of things where cops get called on me. Like I do like parkour and I've done skateboarding and stuff. And people just like call cops on people like that. Um, even sometimes if nothing's going wrong or if a cop's just coming around, you'll just have to encounter them because the cops will be like, what are you doing? Like, don't do this here. Funny thing is, <laughs> that's that stuff's a lot scarier in North America <laughs> when you go to England and then the cops are called on you and they come up, you're like, they just, they say those things in the English voices. They go, oh, what what you're doing is not very good. Um, And then we go, well, actually, we've been practicing for a long time. Uh, let me show you this cool jump that we do. Um, This is a YouTube channel called Storer. They have 5 million, probably 6 million subscribers, 7 million now. Wow, they, the subscribers just keep going up. Um, Anyway. They're a very popular YouTube channel, and they're very good at what they do. Am I wrong? That's that's what you got to say to a person. That's what you say to a cop. If you're ever in England, training with store, and they're like, Oi, what you're doing cannot be done here. And and then we go, "All right, we'll do a few more attempts, and we'll piss off. The scariest place that I've had cop interactions? Definitely America. America... (laughs) The land of the free. Home of the brave. The cops there are scary. Like, when you're training in LA or like Long Beach and the cops get called on you, it's a lot scarier. Like, my friend Rare, he got, like the police officer asked for his passport. What? Weird. Why don't you just kick us off? Why do you gotta look at a passport? Such a a weird interaction when i was in michigan weird cop interactions because a kid went missing momentarily it's a story of the michigan man but at a jam there was a kid who we just lost track of where he was and there was numerous cop inc- encounters in the night they're like where are you hiding him where, where is he and then um they stopped visiting but at the end of the at, at the end of the night one guy calls us and he's like hey Get your stuff together. You guys are going to the police station. And I definitely thought I was going to go to American jail. Terrifying moment. The Michigan Man, 2016. Very interesting memory of mine. I was at a a parkour jam in Michigan. I'd been invited by this guy, Travis, um, for a parkour jam slash competition that they were holding in this fountain in Flint Michigan. Um and he he flew me him and his gym flew me out there to judge the competition. And the day went really well. It was a really fun competition. Like I love just like being able to do stuff like that. Just from like all the hard work I put into parkour, like you just get opportunities like that. You just get to fly to like a city in America and just judge a competition pretty dope. So it was, it was a pretty fantastic day. Did some dope shit for, for a video I ended up doing with store. Um, it's a C J and J. Um, it's a collaborative video between Chris Thompson, Josh Bernard Blake and I, and it's a pretty good video. But while we were there, everything went pretty normal. There was nothing suspicious that happened. There was one kid there and he was like kind of quiet. Um, no one, no one really talked to him or anything like that. Um but that's fine. Like there's just there's just a lot of shy people at parkour jams. Like parkour attracts like a lot of like nerdy introverted characters because like I don't know, it just has has that appeal. Um it turned me into an extrovert, that's for sure. Like I wasn't always like fully extroverted. Um I would say I am now. But yeah, anyways, the everything went as normal and the day ended and we all gathered back at my host's place and we had a big bonfire and there's like 14 of us this is back when we didn't have to social distance this is in like 2016 um we're just like you know roasting stuff over the fire telling stories and stuff and like just being youthful and fun and it was it was a really really nice night um and then all of a sudden this kid who hadn't spoken much at the party or at the at the the bonfire and at the jam he didn't speak much at all he spoke up and he said yeah there's like two guys over like one block over at a playground with my girlfriend and everyone's like whoa that's like kind of weird like what's going on sounds like she's cheating potentially so the playground was just like a fence jump over from where we were so all like 13 or 14 of us jumped the fence and we go and see these guys just to figure out what's going on like I have no idea like the relationships in the situation or anything but I figured I would just like check it out and then a bunch of the guys start like scaring off some of the dudes. Um, like the parkour guys scared off the the dudes who were with the kid's girlfriend. And then as this encounter is ending, it's already like a ludicrous encounter. Like people are just like being wild and doing flips and stuff and just being like, why are you hanging out there? huh?" Like it's just like weird intimidation tactics. I think I was making animal noises because I really didn't know what's going on, but there was a lot of excitement. And then all of a sudden um as the two guys are walking away one of the kids or the 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 silent kid he comes zooming from behind me and he just like knocks one of them in the back of the head with a punch and then he just like goes and tackles the other guy all of a sudden there's a huge ruckus people are getting out of their houses and then all of a sudden I'm like what the fuck what's happening I am way too old for this shit and so I sprinted back to my host's house and we stayed there and one of the guys who was at the bonfire figured it would be best to hide the kid because he had obviously punched a dude. And obviously, someone's going to like call the cops on you or something like that in that neighborhood, I guess. that They, they just knew what was going to go on. And they took the kid and they hid in the basement with him while everyone else continued to be at the bonfire. And then the cops got called on us. And, which was super intimidating because there was like a large field around this house and the cops just like drove in a circle around the house with their like headlights on. Like they had like floodlights coming out of the front of their car. It was like super intimidating um, and totally unnecessary. Uh, <laughs> and so we were sitting at this campfire and the police roll up and they question each one of us and we're, we're like, what's going on? Like what happened? Or like, were you involved? Do you know where this kid is? And, no one like eventually like like we didn't want to snitch we would didn't want to give the kid up so the cops would leave and come back and search around they would look under stuff they would look everywhere they would look under a canoe like the kid's hiding under a canoe (laughs) like why why would he be hiding under a canoe that was one of the weird places they looked and eventually um we find out that the kid has been moved from the basement to like a crawl space under the basement and that's when everyone's like that's so weird place to hide someone that's kind of whoa kind of deep under the house and so eventually at some point he escaped from there with the guy who hid him and the hider guy took him to burger king and then just like didn't tell us that everything was okay so the cops visited over and over and over again the kids parents come they're like just where is he we just want to know where he is and like we're like we genuinely don't know and then we're it's probably like 3 a.m. And the cops have stopped visiting. And then all of a sudden we get a text from the, the guy who hid the kid. And he was like, yo, get your shit together. The cops are coming to take you guys to the station. And everyone's freaking out at the house. We're like, fuck. Oh, my God. What the fuck? And I'm like, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to go to American jail. It's so terrifying. They have guns here, dude. <laughs> guns. And then nothing. We waited and we waited and we waited. And the cops never came. They never took us away. So we went to sleep. We woke up the next day and the hider guy texts us. He's like, hey, did you guys actually believe me? And we're like, what? He's like, yeah, I lied to you. And I said the cops are going to come pick you up. It was, it was like a funny joke. And we're like, what the fuck? So the kid was fine. He just hid in a basement after punching another guy and then went over to a Burger King and we had no idea where he was. But that was the disappearance of the Michigan man. And everyone was okay after that, as far as I know. <laughs> it was a weird little night. It was a strange thing to have happened to me while I was traveling. That's for sure. A lot of wild shit happens when you're traveling. Like my friend Alex Paulus, I hopped in his car after Flint, Michigan. And I drove with him all the way through Kansas, through whatever is in between, all the way to Denver. And that's where I met up with Store. And then they were doing their roof cult tour I went back across America with them, like training everywhere and like watching them premiere Roof Cult Asia. It was so dope, man. Uh, I was really lucky to um, notice that they had an empty seat in their tour van. And I was like, yo, can I sit in that seat? And then I just like adventured with them. I'd already been planning to make a video with with Josh Burnett Blake, who's on the team. Um, And so it was very serendipitous. We ended up in Denver at that time. It was really cool. And I traveled across America with Olive Store, which like they're just the dopest dudes in the world. And then I even went back to England and continued shooting my video with Josh. And that was one of the most amazing travel trips of my time. And it all started with the tale of the Michigan man. What a crazy adventure that was. Um, I guess I've been in this stretch for a long time. So much for being a yoga guy. Have you had positive encounters with rats? What is your most recent encounter with one? Was it pleasant? Were you freaked out? Did it startle you? Or are you just like, yeah, it's a rat. Sometimes I see rats in my backyard. And I shine my light at them, hoping that they run away. But they just run towards me. (laughs) Because I guess maybe like a light at the end of the tunnel. And rats are always in tunnels from what we believe. From what we know about the life of rats. (laughs) Anyway, Don't watch Morgan Spurlock's rats documentary. Scars you. Makes you think about rats far too much. (sighs) That's for sure. So I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Thank you, Jimmy, the person for commenting on the last week's podcast. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I appreciate everybody that watches the podcast. Um, And you are my hero for watching this because I enjoy making it. And because you enjoy watching it. I enjoy, I, I keep making it, which is awesome because I enjoy making it. Whoa, what a cool cycle. Um, stay hydrated. Tell your friends you love them. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.